BBK to me. BBK. I see BBK. I think BBK. There aren't that many spaces for black and brown students to kind of like have a guide to like college and have a guide to clubs and FAFSA, BBK is an organization that definitely helps with that and they definitely like help guide you to the point where you don't have to depend on yourself solely. The behind the scenes, the what it really is like and not just the tour guides they'll get on campuses. It's just a safe space for black and brown students. Kind of just like a calm down moment and it's like okay well I know I have so much to do but at least this like it kind of just shows me how to approach it. Hey BBK family, what's up? Welcome to another episode. Today we have Arshad. He's a brother of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Um, he is a senior attending Bloomsburg University. Um, he was on BBK's team for some time and we kind of went to the same school as well. Um, but we didn't know low-key, or I didn't know, I should say, <laughs> until afterwards. So I'm happy to have him on here today. How you doing, Arshad? I'm good. How are you? I'm chilling, you know, enjoying my day. You know, it's like, I think we're, well, I, people say Virginia is the South. I don't think Virginia is the South. I think I'm I'm still very a North, uh, you know, East Coast type of girl. But I'm ready for fall. <laughs> Low-key to come. It's like hot. But so that's it. That's, you know, I'm low-key just waiting for the weather to change. I'm, I'm waiting for the the colors to pop up and appear because I'm ready. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's way hotter down there than uh, it is up, up this way. Um, but now nah, I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely I'm on the fence about the weather changing. But it's once we're in it is really nothing else to it. Yeah, I think like for us, like being up um like being up north it's like preparing ourselves mentally for the cold because you know it's gonna come like the like we have a hoodie season but then sometimes that that snow that winter it just be staying real real long so i'm low-key like yeah i'm excited but i'm not ready to like be bundled up up you know what i mean like i kind of like i wish we kind of like was in a place that would stay where hoodie season like was like forever and then Go back to like summertime. Yeah, like I don't want to have to put the big coat on. I, like, I wanna, I wanna be able to say, like, all right, I could throw this hoodie on, or I can walk around with, you know, just a t-shirt or some jeans. Like, I don't want to throw the big coat on. I don't want to put the the beanies on. I'm not ready for that. No fix. I call my so y'all. I'm. This is no way for shame or form. Like my lifestyle. Like I have like a big jacket, and I call it my drug dealer jacket. <laughs> I call it my drug dealer jacket only because it keeps you mad warm and it's like a puffer jacket. So you know when like drug dealers, they gotta be standing outside on the corners, you know what I mean? And they gotta have that durable type of like, you know, garment. So that's how I call it my drug dealer jacket because I could really stand on the corner for mad hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's unless you paying a lot of money for them coats, they better be able to hold you down. Yeah, I know. I know some of them don't. Like, them be, like, 
as far as for fashion i don't need fashion i need to keep warm because when you like standing outside waiting for the shuttle to come and you are a walk it's over it's not about looking cute because it get cold up there yeah no i was uh i dag this reminds me of a conversation when i was uh with a friend of mine we used to say like oh like this day we going you know we go we used to get Dressed up every Monday and every Friday, mm-hmm. but like when the, when it got cold outside, we was like, all right. What are we gonna do Monday and Friday? Stay warm. <laughs> we not we not getting dressed up. We staying warm. Yeah, I remember like when I had to like do Senate on Thursday and we had to like look good. I used to dread it because I'm just like I'm not trying to look cute. It's cold outside. Like why are we? You know. And I was like, yeah, dress down these. <laughs> because yeah. it was just so cold but yeah i like i like the campus around the time you know i think that's when a lot of things happen you know falls when homecomings happening and everything like that so that's exciting are you gonna are you gonna like fully participate in homecoming this season um i got a tour going on i'm about to go on tour for homecoming where are you going um uh, i got morgan state um Chaining, Lincoln, I don't know, might go to Howard, Penn State, but all of them, like, <laughs> going everywhere. Yeah, I can see you coming like that, or you, oh, I, I don't want to say you always in D.C., but I've seen you in D.C., like, you know, on your, on your Instagram a couple of times. So far this year, where has, like, been the, like, your favorite place or favorite event that you've been to? I gotta say, um, for all the Greeks that might be watching this, uh, Crab Fest mm-hmm. in Jersey has been the best, the best event I went to so far. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of love out there. Uh, people showing love, all the Greeks showing love, um, and then um, yeah. But no, when they come to DC, that's that's about to be like my second home. To be honest with you. Why? Why you say it's your second home? Cause you've been there so much, or because you want to like be out here? I wanna, I wanna be out there. Like I wanna be, like in the mix of what what it is to be live in DC or interact with people who are from DC and how their lifestyle is. Like the fact that everybody on Sundays get dressed to go out is so. It's so unbelievable to me because some people do, everybody do different things on Sundays, but like DC, you know Sundays is to put your best brunch fit on and come outside and everybody be outside, so. Yeah, no, I hear that. I haven't like been there, like, even though like DC is like so close to me, I have yet to like be in DC, so I do want to go, like, I don't know if I want to go for my birthday this year. But I definitely do want to, like, you know, go to D.C. Yeah, I think that's the plan for me. I definitely want to go to D.C. for my birthday, like, at least for a little weekend trip. Because uh, my birthday ended up on Friday. So, go fri- hopefully Friday night uh, and stay until Sunday. Okay, okay. And then how are you preparing, like, you know, to really um, approach the semester? Or I, sh- or I should say, because I know classes started for you already. How has that first week of classes been for you? Um, unusually smooth. Um, I really haven't ran into any hiccups. Knock on wood. <laughs> um, 
I haven't really ran into any hiccups. Everything is kind of like running into each other. Um, so yeah, you know, today I don't got class till one o'clock. So wow. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's my only class for the day. So once I'm done that, I'm like doing all the other stuff that I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's pretty smooth days. Um, I guess it's a great way to come on to my senior year. Yeah. Like, did, like, from freshman year to, like, now prepare you for everything that you're handling? Um, yeah, I definitely say the journey I took um, to get here has prepared me for a lot. Um, I'm still learning. Um, mm-hmm. Even in my senior year, I'm still learning. Um, but I definitely say from you know, freshman year to now has been very much a journey and it's, it's taught me a lot. It's matured me a lot. So. Got you. And I know like for you, your journey was your journey to college has not been traditional. So what was it like from freshman year to now? Yeah. So with my freshman year, technically starting 2015 and, having to take that time off from school um, and then coming back to school. Um, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a lot. Cause a lot of people, they go, you know, take time off and don't really return. And I was just grateful enough to have the opportunity to come back to school. Um, uh, it was definitely, definitely a test of my will because you know, working and making money and stuff like that. You're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm set. I don't need to go back to school. But I knew there was something bigger that I wanted to do. And, you know, you know, shout out to those who hold it down and and do what they need to do. But I knew for me, I had a bigger dream to continue my college career. And now I'm a couple months from finishing that career. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good because, you know, like you said, like some people don't return. Like I think even during the pandemic, we've seen a lot of people like, you know, take online classes and then they're like, I'm just not going to continue college. So I think that's, you know, good, like good for you that you came back. You saw your purpose. You understood what you really wanted to do and you continued. Before you went to ESU, where did you go? Um. So technically I went to two schools. I went to Northampton Community College and then Delaware County Community College. Mm -hmm. And like in those two places, was it like, did you feel like, oh, am I like mature enough to like be in school? Or was it like, I'm kind of just like being here because it's kind of just like the norm. You know, after high school, it's college. Like, we don't like really hear about oh, potential gap years until later on. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to say like my, you know, at Northampton where I started at that I didn't really have, I was really immature and I was doing whatever I want because there wasn't no rules. And, um, I just had all the time in the world to mess up and that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so it was kind of like a reality check and then, you know, going to, Delaware County, it kind of was testing the waters again because I didn't go. Once I left school, I didn't go right back. I didn't. I started back twenty seventeen, 
just taking like two two classes at a time. And it was like testing awards. Like, am I really made for this? Like, am I like just selling myself a dream that I can't catch? Um, and it, it actually worked out. So it, it was a lot that came with it. And, you know, I'm, it, it, it brought me to this place I am now. Yeah. And then when you was in East Stroudsburg and even like some of your time in Bloomsburg, being around like other students who are a little bit younger than you in like your in your year, did you kind of feel like ever felt like you was like ever like I would say imposter syndrome or self sabotaging yourself because you were seeing people who were younger in you younger than you but in your same like year? Um, no, nah, not really, because I felt like you know I was still fairly young at the time. Um, I think I still had a young mindset, but was a little bit more mature than I once was. And I flocked to older, older groups, mm-hmm. you know, people was like, oh, you, like people knew was like, oh, you a freshman, but you can get in the bar. And I'm like, I ain't going to go down the history of how I'm a freshman and can get in the bar, but I can get in the bar. So I started to flock to those people like people who were my age and you know it was unfortunate that they were all seniors or juniors and i knew by the time i got to that point they'd be long gone two three years within their careers um but i made the best of it and i made a lot of great connections you know with those people yeah that's how i felt when i saw you in the bar um once <laughs> i was like i was confused i was like who's this person <laughs> how old is he <laughs> Like, why is he in the bar? <laughs> like, hold up. He has a shot in his hand. <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> Y'all, who is this youngin'? <laughs> I did have those questions. Like, and then I, oh, I don't think it wasn't until you joined BBK then I, that, like, we heard your story or, like, we knew, like, your route. Because I'm just, like, I was confused. <laughs> I was confused. I was like, didn't he just come to campus? Like, because he was hanging around with Brandon and I think Rich at the time. So I was just like... They're definitely older than 21, too. What's going on? Yeah, like, it was just so happening that everything played out the way it did because, you know, my birthday's in November, so I ain't come to East Charlesburg till that spring semester of 2019. So I had just turned 21, like, maybe, like, three months ago before I started. So if I would have started the semester early, y'all wouldn't have seen me until that. You know, and speaking of like Brandon and Rich, um, how was it to find like you know a brotherhood, you know, at at college, like you know, because I know you guys are close, you were close in college, and now you guys are still close, and they go, to, they now live in like Philly, and you know they're getting their masters and things like that. Um, it's it was definitely, I felt like it was definitely something I needed. Um. I never thought that I would come across people that I would hold dear like that um, and call brothers uh, other than my own brother. Um, but it, it definitely was a breath of fresh air because you don't come across people who are like-minded like you and have the same aspirations as you and who are, you know, typically males. Um, a lot of guys, we butt heads rather than you know connect and you know grow from each other and I learned a lot from them and you know they learned a lot from me 
And, you know, at times we have our, our moments um, of clash, uh, especially because, you know, with Brandy being a Q, Rich being a Kappa, and I being a Sigma. And, you know, we have we have our words sometimes, but other than that, um, it's all love, and, you know, I, I appreciate them. Yeah. And for you, what is, like, the key thing to maintaining those healthy relationships um, with your friends who are not in school no more and you guys kind of have those different schedules? I definitely say communication. Um, I think that staying in contact with your friends is very important um, because you never know where they may end up. You never know when they might just need a friend. They might need uh, an ear to, you know, for them to listen to their problems or, you know, their accolades. So definitely communication. And, you know, if you have the opportunity to actually see each other in person, why not? So I definitely think staying staying on track with each other making sure we're reaching out to each other, um, and making sure we seeing each other and whatever we can, because you know they're busy. They're busy. Rich is about to be the mayor of Philadelphia at this point. <laughs> so. No facts. Um, I see him literally everywhere. I see him like at like what I think like somewhere in Philly. They just have like a a walk. Um, I yeah. saw that he be was at Rec Philly talking. He was like he was on the Catholic page. I was like, yo, bro, he be all over Philly. Yeah, he's uh, listen. I'll be surprised by the time we 30, 32, he'd be, he be the president. I mean, he'd be the uh, mayor of Philly. No, I feel that. It's, I was just talking to my cousin the other day about that. Like, you know, surround yourself with people who, like, you truly, like, have that same goal. Because you just never know who, like, you just never know who you're sitting next to. You just never know who or what that person may be in life or you know where y'all might go like you might be in class with someone and they become like your next business partner or you know the next mayor or somewhere in government and as long you just have to like you know cherish network i wouldn't say network but like cherish true relationships because if you guys help one another it can really be beneficial yeah for sure um you know we've always tell each other like they're even like right now helping me with the you know, grad school decisions. Um, so I'm like asking them like, oh, like how did this go? Like, how did this go? Like, you know, what program should I be looking at? Because I want to do this and that. And what's going to, you know, obviously the goal is to make money. So what's going to make me money at the, mm-hmm. at the end of the day? So, yeah. And are you like, um, after graduating, are you trying to go to get your master's like right afterwards? Are you thinking about taking some time off and then going to get your master's? Um, I think I'm going to take a little bit of time off just to, you know, work a little bit. Um, but I'm definitely going to go get my master's for sure. Do you know what you're looking for or not yet? Um, I've been interviewing a lot recently. Um, I've had, you know, marketing management positions, brand coordinator, account executives for different things. Um, so I think it's important that I constantly keep having these interviews and hopefully by end of October or early November, I have something lined up before December. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, okay. I like that. Because, you know, like some people, um, we would like wait till last minute, like, oh, once I get my degrees, I'm going to start applying. But I know, like, from, like, my older friends, like, when I was young, it was like, no, like, start applying, like, now. Because when they start calling, it may be, like, in November or December, you know, when you were closer to the, the ending of graduation. So then when you do graduate, you're already in a job. You already can, and they at least know that, hey, like, okay, they're in school. So I think that's a good tactic to have instead of, like, waiting until, like, once you get the degree or once you, like, cross the stage to actually start um, applying to jobs. And are you gonna are you gonna think about applying to jobs in Philly or are you like thinking about DC? Um, I'm gonna start in Philly, um, for now, but eventually the goal is to end up in the DMV, um, possibly living in Virginia or living in Maryland and commuting to DC because I know some parts of Virginia takes you about thirty to an hour, and I know parts of Maryland is the same. So, um. And I know housing is crazy in D.C., so living either in Maryland or Virginia will will be the the goal, and working in D.C. would be the best. Got you. So to take it a little bit back to, you know, like college and like your current year, um, where you're currently at, being a leader, what things in your leadership positions are like helping you now when just like preparing yourself for post-grad? Um, I want to say definitely being organized. Um, I feel like my organization skills has definitely improved over the years, as well as my leadership skills and being able to speak up. Um, there's times where, you know, certain positions may, you know, I might be in a certain position and someone might be in a higher position, but I have more experience. So we kind of... Well, I don't know. Like, I've been doing this for a little bit longer. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not stepping on your toes, but this is how this needs to be done. And it, and it's speaking up in those instances because if you don't say something, then things will just kind of go whatever direction they need to. And I think that's going to definitely help me once, you know, po- you know, being a post-grad and uh, speaking up within my field and in my career because marketing is a very fast-paced you know, cut through, you know, fill at times. So being competitive and saying, yeah, no, that's not going to work for me. Or, no, nah, this is not the best route we should take. We should try something else. Or we should, you know, think a little bit hard on this. Because right now this seems like it's not going to work. And so I think that a lot of the, the stuff that I've learned from my leadership positions has definitely worked out. And also being personable. Um, don't make your job is feel like a job, but make it as comfortable as possible for you. Yeah, I feel that. And what has been like your favorite position you have been in so far? Um, I want to say I was, I was a president at one point. Um, I was a president of, you know, for people that, are from East Charlesburg, know of uh, Mocha. Uh, I was the president of Mocha for for a short stint, um, and it was it was a very very insightful because you learn that you know don't nothing happen without you. You know, you know you're only as good as your team. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, picking your team and making decisions and, you know, being in board, board meetings with, you know, administration of the university, deciding on different tactics on how to groom our young, you know, young men at East Johnsburg uh, was very, you know, eye-opening. And I learned a lot about running organizations. Um, and they had to do what I wanted to do. <laughs> so you got to do what I say. And if you don't like it too bad, I'm, I'm here for, I'm the voice of the people who are like me and who are men. So being at a PWI, did you ever find it like really hard to, um, I don't know. Like, so like, so for instance, like I felt at ES, ESU, there's been times where I was just like, oh yeah, like, you know, you the president of SGA and like just certain things, you know, that were bipartisan that they throw around with you. Did you ever feel like sometimes just being a black man on a PWI that you felt like, oh, I couldn't like really express myself how I truly wanted to be? I know you just said like, oh, you're going to hear me, but were there ever times where you was just afraid in the beginning, you know, of your leadership journey to really just speak out on what you saw and the things and the changes that you wanted to see on your campus? Um, I would say yes, because a lot of times we had um, times where things couldn't get done because of administration and faculty. Um, so we're kind of just stopped us in our tracks of finishing goals that we had. But I will say, um, with the communities that I was a part of, they made you feel comfortable to speak out against anything that wasn't right. So, you know, you know, Black Student Union and then, you know, MOCA and, you know, you know, SGA, we all, they all opened the, the spaces to have a voice um, and say how we feel about certain topics. And hopefully we can get them through to administration at the time. You know, I feel that. And for like, you know, for there's, we've seen on, well, I've seen on TikTok, right, this year and even a little bit last year where people were like, a lot of black and brown people were like, oh, like, I'm just stuck in my room. I have no friends. Like, I don't know what to do on campus. For like, you know, those students, you know, what advice would you, would you give them to get involved, to get them outside of their room and to find those like black and brown communities around on their PWI campus? I would say ask around, like, you know, or try to find the social medias, like type in certain things that, you know, you may, you may be used to like, you know, black student unions or, you know, NAACP, um, NCNW, you know, they're, they're around at a lot of campuses, especially PWIs. So, I would definitely say type those into your search bar on Instagram. Put your school name in. Hopefully, they come up. Google, see what what's on Google as far as your school and events. Look up your multicultural center. Um, if your school has an activities fair, go to that. Um, but yeah, those communities are out there. They might not be put in front of the stage um, like some universities, like how how we want our universities to do it. But they are there and they're active and they're waiting for you. 
Um, so definitely, I would say, do your research on the organizations and, you know, give yourself a try and maybe you like it. Because I would never, at 17, when I started college, I thought I would never see myself being a part of organizations. I wasn't an organization guy. I was shy. So, you know, I hear that. I, n- I never thought either. I, in high school, I was, I want to say I was like pretty low key. And then for whatever reason, I've never saw myself being no SGA president, no vice president, no nothing. I didn't, I didn't see it until like, I kind of, I don't know, got into the room with those people and then it just began to like really happen and to your point of like, you know, the sometimes the organizations are not in the forefront, that's mad facts. Because like Black Student Union at the time, I think they were going through like a lot of leadership changes. So we didn't really see them out in the open. Like NCNW didn't come to ESU until my junior year, I believe, of of college. And even for like for like for Zeta, like our chapter is the only D9 sorority on the campus so it's like for a lot of people you have to kind of go out and look because depending on your university's missions and goals you're not going to see them a lot of times and I feel like if it wasn't for our SGA being predominantly black like I think that's the the most I don't say craziest thing but it's not the norm for a lot of PWIs that their SGA, their student government, their body is predominantly black and brown. I think that really helped a lot of times at ESU when it came to organizations and when it came to like meetings and a lot of things being brought up to the forefront to the higher admissions because you had people who look like you like in conversations and friendships to bring it to those higher people. Okay, so I have a question for you. On your campus, did you ever feel like there was peer pressure? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of pressure now, I would say, um, to get things done. Um, we're currently in a, a rebuild of – we're currently in a rebuild of executive members. Um, have a whole new board when it comes to our, you know, black student year, what we're called – we call it – Black Culture Society. So, for Black Culture Society, we have a, a rebuild of, of a board. Um, old board is gone. New board is here. So, now we're trying to regrow that rapport with students, especially freshmen. We're trying to target because they are the future. Um, all of us are about juniors and seniors right now. So, um, our biggest thing is to make sure that we get the freshmen involved so that BCS can thrive after we're gone. Got you. And, like, I know, like, in talking about um, getting, like, everyone on board, is it sometimes, like, how do you try to communicate with the rest of, like, you know, the black and brown student body, like, hey, like, we are trying to do this, but this is where it's not budging, you know, because there's so much change that people want. But sometimes it's just like it's not even that that's above our pay grade. But if we being honest, they ain't trying to do it. 
So it's like, how do we want to, how do we truly want to handle it? Because I don't know, like sometimes you, I felt like in my position, sometimes I felt like, dang, I did, I let people down, but it's just like, there's nothing I could do. There's nothing you could do. There's nothing the university is going to change about the decision, whether we all go together or not. And it's just like, we kind of have to, I don't know, just sit with that, like sit that we couldn't do the change that we really wanted to do. It's, it's definitely discouraging because of, of that type of stuff. Um, because it's like you work and work and work and it still don't, you know, it don't feel like it's enough. Um, a lot of times where you'll be like, oh, like we have so many things planned and it's still not enough. Like people are still not satisfied. And it's like people, like I said, people have this unrealistic notion of of college and like of course we want to have fun in our free time and things like that but you know people we we don't we tend to try to mimic other things rather than create our own and right now we're in a spot where we're trying to create our own and not mimic what we see other schools are doing and when we look at other schools we're like oh but HBCUs are doing that yeah because we y'all don't know the behind the scenes of budgets. <laughs> like their budget is way different than ours. You know, they're getting the million dollars a year from, you know, Jay Z and Beyonce. We're not getting that. <laughs> so, you know, we put our budget towards, you know, different things and HBCUs do the same, you know, do their budget differently. So they may have more money to do certain things where we don't have that. So rather than trying to live in a world where oh, let's recreate what someone else is doing. Let's be originators and, and create something that so, someone else hasn't done. Right. And I see y'all are doing, what's it on the quad? What's the event y'all doing on the quad every Friday now? Oh, uh, <laughs> Fresh Fit Friday. And is that going to go all the way into the wintertime or is this for like, you know, a little season? Um, we, we might, we might push it into the winter. Depends how we, you know, people coming out. We, we might, honestly, we might, we might just see out into like October. Cause once we know people are just going to be throwing on sweatpants after a while. You know, that's, all, that's why I asked, like, is it going to be all the way to winter? Cause when I talk, like we said in the beginning, once the time that, that, that snow start hitting the ground, it's a wrap. I ain't trying to look cute. No, right. nothing. <laughs> So yeah, what that you, first snowstorm is no. right done. Uh, what made you guys? What made you guys come up with this event? I feel like it is giving people the opportunity to express themselves, um, having a window to express themselves and know that they're being appreciated for being who they are. You know, through their clothes. Um, I know me. I like to dress up and you know wear certain things that. I, I really like wearing it. It's, I know I, I see a lot of other people that do the same thing on campus. And, like, that's a nice outfit. Like, you're not – like, because I know me, I don't take a lot of pictures throughout the day. So, Yeah, you don't. You know. Yes. Arshad has barely no pictures on his Instagram. <laughs> okay, like, zero. And all the pictures he do have is, like, video pictures. Like, zero. <laughs> yeah, so it's like – I don't take a lot of pictures, and so I think it's just the opportunity for those who have the same drive on making sure if you look good, you feel good, and making sure we 
showing them that we noticed that you out here looking good and feeling good and yeah. y'all look good so we need to make sure y'all are appreciated for that are do you really have like your fit picked out for this week yeah i am i'm i'm ready what you wearing i'm ready I can't. I, y'all see, y'all see it. Well, listen, it, well, technically, you know, this not gonna air till later. Later, so you're already gonna wear the outfit, you know. Well, we'll so make for your sure. first, for your first, you know, Friday, what you wearing? Um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a little mix of something. Um, I got a, uh, I got. I got some stuff coming. I, I got to make sure it look right for it because I don't want to say it and it don't look right. But it's, it's going to be a mix between like business casual and, you know, streetwear. Mm-hmm. So we're going we're gonna be. I'm a, I, I will say this, though, a little hint. I, I will be fully and proudly repping BBK that day. Okay. See, Arshad, he's been waiting for these hoodies for so long, okay? Like, I think I pulled this out there for a year three. He's like, is that hoodies I see? And I'm just like a shot at these hoodies. <laughs> he is. I gotta make sure I got the. Listen, my hoodies get stolen, so I need new stuff. What? Like I have friends. They think my crib is a thrift store. They just be coming in and taking hoodies. No, no. Come bring it back. I just had to get two of them back the other day. I need hoodies. I need my stuff back. It's getting cold outside. Oh my god! Not that your not that your closet is a thrift store. And if you were coming to, I'm so done. So, how would you describe your style? Um, I would say my style, uh, comfortable. Um, I have a mixture between, you know, streetwear and mixture between like you know, business. Casual, but with not the business casual that everybody goes for with the polo, polo shirt and you know some pants. I might throw on like this shirt with some dress pants, with some you know with some sneaks. Like you know, try to mix it up a little bit. And um, so yeah, I, I think my my style is colorful, but I have my my main colors that I go for at times and. I feel like I I can I can wear the same same outfits and remix it every time. For real? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's something you add to it every time to to switch it up and you know it's it, it'll still look good. Got you. And are you still doing a documentary for the end of the year? Yeah. Um, I am still still actively working on a documentary. Um. We are currently gathering the students to to interview, um, and then hopefully we'll have some content going out before I graduate. Um, so, fingers crossed, November is the end time for everything. Got you. And um, for you, like the other part of you that I want to touch on a little bit is the graphic designer part of you. How does, like, you know, fashion and this documentary and everything just tie into who you are as an artist, period? Um. So, as a graphic designer, I would say, like, I'm very, I'm very into aesthetics. 
and how things look and how things, you know, transition very well. Um, same thing with, you know, how I'll be doing the, the documentary, like making sure that wherever we take, you know, film at is very aesthetically pleasing. So someone can not only hone in on their ears, but with their eyes as well. Like that's a really nice shot video, a really nice shot photo that I can now listen to what this person is talking about. Uh, you know, so I'm, you know, a lighting and things like that. And, you know, I find on myself, like organizing, making sure that people are closed a certain way. It's, um, I, I definitely think it's going to mix very well. Um, especially cause who I am and how I envision things, um, that, from my style to graphic design to the documentaries is you're going to see parts of myself um within that got you and for you like what is your favorite tools um websites or apps to design canva um Canva, um, I definitely started to get into a little bit of Adobe work. Um, yeah, Adobe work and then um, the Creative Cloud has definitely been a big tool that I've been working with. Um, yeah, those two things. I actually just uh, was talking to somebody the other day and it was like, you can see the growth from when I first started to now. Like, I had made, um, I had made a flyer and it was like, looks like a kid's party. So it looks like actual adults are going, <laughs> going here. I'm so so it's like, yeah, like it's, it's go, it's a really big jump that I made within, uh, a year. Yeah. I want to say within a year, I've made a, a really big jump, but I, I can't wait to see where I go, go next with it. Yes. I've definitely seen your improvement. It's been great. I like it. I like it. I like your style of graphics. Um, for anyone who's in college right now, um, like, what would you tell them to? What would you like advice you you would give them or tips you would give them to exploring their hobbies, exploring their interests? Because I don't know, some people are like, oh, let me not do this or go here. But like for you, you know, just like within marketing, but you took it a step further and you started to, you know, learn more about graphic design. And it's just like you learn all this while you're undergrad and you're taking you're taking the opportunity to do so or the advantage of doing so. So what what piece of advice would you give to those people like explore, you know, don't just wait till after you graduate, but while you're in school and have the resources and access access to things, especially for free, to do it. Yeah. Don't be afraid to take that jump. Um it 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 never hurts, you know, if no one will know that you started and don't know what you're doing. Like, take the jump, take the leap. Um, all it can do is get better from here, and it gets better with time. Um, so definitely, I say, just start. That's the that's the biggest step is always just starting and continuing to go. Like, even if you take the breaks, I know it's really cliche to just say start but like even if you start a little bit and take a break from it come back to it oh something crazy came up that i can put into whatever craft or you know hobby i have now i'm motivated to do more and 
So start with spurts. Mm-hmm. So you like, all right, I logged on. I explored whatever I need to explore or I bought whatever I need to buy. Now I'm actually doing things. Now I'm actually invested into it to where I'm looking at other people that do the things that I want to do. So now I'm getting ideas to try different things. So little do you know, you have already now started step one. And that's just pretty much it from there. Yeah. On campus, what has been your favorite project you've worked on? Um, I want to say my favorite project. Um, so I helped the Multicultural Fair Office start a, um, start a family reunion. So we're now going into our second one this year. Um, last year was the, obviously the first one. Um, but the second one this year will be coming up, um, next Friday. Um, and it's, it's lovely to see all the faces to come out. People come out and enjoy being around one another. Like I think last year we did it. We had dancing. People were like doing dancing, teaching other people how to do certain dances. Cause it's, you know, it's everyone is Spanish people, you know, you know, African people, you know, black people, what all, everybody, everybody, just one big happy family. Uh, people learning machata, people learning merengue, people learning like you know different different stuff. You know, cha cha slide. They don't know how to do cha cha slide. Like we, over, I I see people over here playing playing spades. I was cooking them on the spades table. Uh, yeah, so we were. You know, it's it's definitely one of my favorite projects because you don't really see everybody come come together this much. You know, so. Yeah, that's good. For you, like, and for you and just, like, growing up, like, what are things that you kind of, like, make sure to, like, I don't know, keep yourself grounded or, you know, just keep yourself, like, connected consistently to, like, evolving or just learning about, like, you know, just, like, African-American history? Um, I definitely try to keep in touch with a lot of what's currently going on. Um, I'm really big on, all right, we learn a lot about our history, um, and there's a lot more for us to learn, but also learning what's happening now with African-American history, because, you know, it might be happening now, but soon it will be a part of our history. Um, so staying into the know of, you know, we still having our first, first, you know, first black person to do this, first black woman to do this, first black man to do this. Um, so keeping on track of those type of things has really been a key thing for me. And, you know, I'm still learning things that I've never, never thought was a thing. Like, mm-hmm. so it's, it's really interesting. And I, and I love to open my eyes to new, new things when it comes to, you know, our culture. Yeah. And with with the things that you're learning that you're being educated about, are those things that you're trying to also implement within like the organizations that you are part of? Yeah. Um I'm definitely anything that I'm learning, I'm trying to like bring put you know, each one teach one. Like if I learn something and I feel like someone else knows this, then I need to trickle that down to, you know, younger generations. And say, hey, 
you guys know this. So now when it's fresh coming out of my mind, now it's going into someone else's and hopefully that helps people with conversation starters and, you know, it helps them enlighten themselves um, for the future. Got you. Yeah, so the reason I had asked that, because, like, when you had brought up the space, when you said the space thing, it just reminded me that, like, you know, sometimes for a lot of, like, you know, just black and brown people, when they have not been around their culture or around people who look like them, it's like when they come to college, they find out so much um, being a part of, like, you know, black student unions, you know, African, you know, African society uh, societies, they learn just so much about who they are. Because they, unfortunately, you know, whether in high school and middle school and elementary, they just never been able to be around people that look like them. So I, that's why I asked that question, like, you know, as organizations, how we're making sure that people who have never been able to be in these spaces are still continuing to learn about, oh, you know, like black people be playing space all the time or dominoes or these are the things of our culture that like bond us and bring us together. So this part now we've answered you know some questions so this is part is what we call like bbk conversations this is where you know we have like our own tiktok where we ask people questions like what's your different world character do you think you are and you joined us in the past so some of these questions you probably heard it before but i made sure to pick questions that you haven't seen and that's kind of kind of specifically for you so my first question is one has to go and then it's only two options. Bloomsburg Block Party or Homecoming? Homecoming. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why Homecoming? Homecoming has to go. Um, because there are other schools who homecoming the same day as ours. And it's a lot more preparation for a block party. And there is homecoming. Like people really don't celebrate homecoming and they mm-hmm. do block party. Okay, that's fair enough. I thought it was gonna be a tricky one for you because I know like y'all Bloomsburg people. Love- I went to my first Bloomsburg block party my freshman year of college. Yeah, so much that I saw. Them hills are no joke on that campus. Live on one, so I know. Okay. Not my favorite. Um, your favorite black love movie. Love Jones. I'm gonna give that to one to you. I don't know if that's so much of a love movie for me, but I just watched the the shy. Have you ever watched the shy? Um, I seen I seen clips um, of it. There was a scene and it was like Emmett and Emmett and Tiff. They did a reacting of like Love Jones, like they did their date as like a. A scene out of Love Jones. So I thought that was cute. But the movie itself, I watched it when I was too young. And I was like, oh, Lord, no. And when I got older, I was like, oh, Lord, no. Like, absolutely not. So. It's funny. It's funny, low-key. And it's kind of like, they didn't really accomplish, you know, actual, a a happy ending, kind of. They kind of just said, you are who you are. I am who I am. Let's just do life together. Now, question. Now, if you, if you were, if you were, if you were, uh, bull in the movie, right? And Nia was with you, and then she said she going back to her old man's. Would you take her back? Hey, man. No, I'm probably not taking her back. I'm not gonna lie. 
Like, you done already hung out with me for how long? And then you're going to tell me, oh, you want to spend the, the weekend with your, your old dude? Yeah, no. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, I was like, dang, shorty, that's what you lost. But I think, like, for me, like, it was just like, y'all are so toxic. And y'all like this. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to lie. She, two strikes was out for her. Because uh, you want to then mess with the friend. And now we have on a, a metaphorically warm words. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, Compared to the other Apache schools, um, do you think Bloomsburg is in the top five? Yeah, of course. How would this top five look? Okay, so Bloomsburg number one. Um, Realistically. I said it. <laughs> I know you got a Bloomsburg. We shouldn't got to say Bloomsburg phrasing out of me. I got a, I got a, I got a rep for my, I got a rep okay. for my peoples. Um, uh, Bloomsburg number one. Um, Westchester number two, ESU number three, Cheney four, and I would have to say, I would have to say IUP five. Okay, that's a good list. That's not a bad list. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about the Bloomberg being, being, you know, on the other. Listen. The, the people right. have spoken. That's you did, you did. <laughs> um, would you rather be a character in a second drum line or a character in a second stomp the yard? Uh, um, a character in the, the second stomp the yard. Really? Even though when they got beat up, that was a bad look. But <laughs> other than that, yeah, no, I'm the character in the second stop okay. the yard. Um, brunch in Philly or brunch in DC? Definitely brunch in DC. Way more, way more of a vibe, and it's way more options. Okay. I would say. And what's like your favorite like brunch meal? Um, I gotta, I gotta go with the chicken and waffles. Okay. I'm not a chicken and waffles type of girl. I really don't feel like that. I'm over shrimp and grits. I love shrimp and grits. You know what? I just started getting into grits. Don't don't ask me why, but I never ate grits as a kid. I never ate them as you know teen. Like, and then my last question for you is, um, what is the hardest class you are taking this semester? Hardest class that I'm taking this semester would have to be business policies. Mm, why? My my professor literally started class last last week. I have a I have my first quiz on I have my first kids on Thursday. Wow. Yeah. Did you pick the professor or did you like he was the only professor available? So this is what happened. I needed this. This was my last class I needed to graduate one time. Mm-hmm. So I just said, my advisor said, I'm sneak you in this class and that's it. I'm like, okay, cool. And got in. 
me say 30 question quiz Thursday. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I see how I see where this is going. Um but fingers crossed, I you know, I pass it. Yeah, whole fingers crossed because it was like, listen, it's either you take him or you don't graduate. So you really had no options. I see there's there's no options. <laughs> okay. Um, and then to wrap up, um, do you um, do you think there's pressure right now um, that you're about to graduate college, so, you know, from like your family um, to just continue and like do uh, continue and like be strong towards the ending? Um, I don't think there's really no pressure from anyone but myself right now. Um, no one's really like said anything about oh like what are you gonna do after you're done like you know it's everybody's just excited for me to be finished so i think that's where i'm at right now is everybody's just being excited you know waiting for me to be done and you know be out of college so um yeah i think that's where i'm at right now i think it's just making sure that i'm just finishing but i know for myself the pressure is coming out with the job within that, that first two months. Gotcha. And do you think you're going to cry at graduation? Hey, listen, if I ain't already started crying now, I'm definitely going to start crying then. Talked to my advisor, and he was like, yeah, go ahead and submit that graduation application. I literally shed a tear when he said it. <laughs> so, and, and then the other day, uh, right afterwards, I got the thank you. Thank you for submitting. And I think I shed a tear for that too. So basically, you so, crying like at every like opportunity you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My photo shoot, my graduation pictures, all that. Okay. Uh, what is one thing you are going to miss about college? The accessibility to my friends. Um, being able to say like. Oh, I'm about to go walk over here, or I'm gonna meet you guys here, or oh, come out to the quad. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> um, so I think, and then also like a lot of my friend groups, we have group chats. So it's like I'm gonna be like at home, and now my phone is blowing up because something happened on campus, and I'm like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, see. I think, like, December graduations are always, like, the weirdest a little bit for a lot of people who graduate in December because it's just, like, it's not as big as the May graduation, but it's, like, you literally are getting hit with the um, the biggest turnover because, you know, when you graduate in spring, right, You at least, everybody at least got summertime. At least, like, you got that little about three months to figure it out before everybody go right back to the classes. But in December, you literally just got about that two, three winter break, not even two, three. And then you just like right back into classes and it's just like, dang, I didn't even get like time to adjust as if like it was during the, like the, the springtime. Yeah, like it's, it's literally going to feel like just sitting at that point because it's like, all right, now I got to like go into work. <laughs> um right. Rather than, you know, having a summer graduation, I could just enjoy the summer, do a little small job here and there, and then focus on getting a job. 
and the you know the winner. Are you gonna um, are you gonna do like a graduation party in the winter time? Or are you gonna wait till the spring to do your party? My mom just called me and asked me that too. Um, I'm gonna just do I'm, I'm gonna do the winter. I think I might try to get like a cookout cooking off in the in the spring. So I'm gonna have two graduation <laughs> graduation parties. That's fair. That's fair. Once you once you say a cookout, I was like, "Ashar, you know how cold it is, right? Like or a cookout." But when you said in the spring, I was like, "That's good." Um, yeah. what is one big accomplishment that you are currently proud of? Um, making it this far. Okay. Definitely has to be making it this far. And then the last question is, um, if you could tell your younger self one thing, what would you tell them? Don't worry about it now. It'll all make sense later on. Um, it'll all come into fruition. Everything that you thought you would never have will come um, and cherish every moment. Okay. And why that? Um, I feel like when I was young, um, I was in a rush to grow up. Um, and I feel like I didn't fully embrace the things that I were able to do at my younger age um, compared to now. Um, and I know I always worried about certain things like, oh, will I ever, will this ever come to me? Will this always, ha will this happen? And, you know, I worried so much to those things happen. And I probably, younger me would probably never expect for me to be here and, and be done have done the things that I've done. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I definitely think those are a few things that I, I would tell my younger self. Just don't worry at all. It'll all work yourself out. Okay. Well, thank you so much uh, for that. Thank you so much for sharing your story today with us and just being open and honest and just vulnerable with it. Um, I wish you nothing but the best for the rest of your semester. I hope it, you know, you take it out with a bang. You know, you do everything that you want to do. You set, you know, you set, like, whatever tones, whatever, you know, people, like, remember you as. I'll say this. One thing I wish we did in, in college is those sen the, senior, the senior pranks, how we did in high schools. I wish you could see those in, in college because I think we could do it on a whole different level. You know what I mean? So, I would maybe do that you know what I mean but you know I hope you I hope you enjoy the rest of your semester um BBK family thank you so much for tuning into this episode um remember we're back every Tuesday with someone new um I'm gonna have our shot stuff and our bio on, on Instagram we're gonna share some clips also on TikTok um if you like this episode leave a review um subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And then with that, I'll see y'all next week. Bye, y'all.